Support for studio sessions on KNKX comes from OB Credit Union, the original credit union of the Olympia Brewery, bringing pub-style banking to South Sound neighborhoods. OB Credit Union, offering Rainier, Pabst, Lone Star, and Olympia beer credit cards. More at obee.com cards. From the KNKX Studio X in the heart of downtown Seattle, I'm Abe Beeson with an exclusive studio session performance from Butcher Brown. The quintet was formed in Richmond, Virginia, about 2009 or so, blending jazz, hip-hop, funk, soul, disco, and more. Butcher Brown has created their own genre with a dedicated and growing fan base. The new Butcher Brown album, Solar Music, welcomes plenty of guests like guitarist Charlie Hunter, trumpeter Keon Harold, rapper Pink Sifu, singer Venetia Gould, and many more. Uh, we're thrilled to have the core quintet back in Seattle and in our Studio X today. Marcus Tanney's playing trumpet and sax. That's Morgan Burrs on guitar. DJ Harrison at the keys. Andrew Randozo's on bass. Corey Fonville's behind the drums. KNKX is proud to present Butcher Brown.
really have control If you think you do, God bless your soul I am tennis you, yes, that's my role I'm positioned with ammunition to touch your soul It's a bit much, no, baby, just touch and go From the weather froze straight to where the dollar bill fold Sunshine kicking in until I get old If I got the money to buy, consider it sold Discussion calling in a new classic With the technique to freak you right about to see Till you jump and scream and oh wow It's really kind of neat With the beat and the words from the city To the verbs, cross the street To the curb for a closer look One glance, one dance Yeah, that's all it took They tell me you'll find your way Tomorrow or today There's nothing else I can say To ease your mind Except that you'll find your way Tomorrow or today In the future into existence Pushing them back with all the resistance Ignoring me, I don't think they is listening Create the key, gotta find what is missing Mission I set myself on Hop on a rocket ship, light it and then we get gone Wreck the flow over and over until I get on Episode number whatever's clever, the next one Just turn the check on, let's make the next song On and on and on, see you don't stop Gotta say yo, whole body drive, all your dish pop Even here we got so far to go, I don't know where it ends I just want all my friends kick it to the end I see you mad cause I don't pick up I'm in the lab coat up, crafting the next dish up They tell me you'll find a way Tomorrow or today, there's nothing else I can say to ease your mind except that you'll find a way. Tomorrow or today, there's nothing else I can say to ease your mind except that you'll find a way. Tomorrow or today, there's nothing else I can say to ease your mind except that you'll find a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So great to have the band Butcher Brown in the KNKX Studio X uh, with a brand new record out, Solar Music. Um, let's get to know a little bit about the band and go around the room. I would be very interested to hear um, just the, uh, the dual uh, training that you got when you were becoming a musician, uh, both the classroom and what kind of music you're listening to when you're coming up. Let's start on the drum kit. Corey Von, uh, Fonville, uh, tell us uh, uh, training-wise, classroom stuff, and then also um, some music you're listening to. Well, I started taking uh, drum lessons at five. Um, we'll go to the lessons every Saturday. And um, basically, we just play along to a bunch of CDs. Just My dad would bring some stuff in. My instructor, Larry Emanuel, would have some cool music. And honestly, it was between that and just stuff at home. My dad would you know, play on, play on the stereo, and I would just try to play along to it, you know, uh, you know copy exactly what I was hearing. Um, and then from there, Middle school band, uh, let's see, Governor's School for the Arts, like an art school, and then I started doing stuff like Grammy band, uh, did some schooling, but uh, yeah, basically just started working with a lot of jazz musicians, Nicholas Payton, yeah, yeah. Jackie Terrace, and so that was kind of, it was all mixed together, to be honest, and just playing with you know older musicians in the area where I grew up, so yeah, that's kind of where I got my start. Right on. Uh, Andrew? Uh, you know, yeah, I went to music school, like, so there's a lot of, like, jazz-focused things happening in there. Everything from, you know, playing standards gigs to playing with big band and, you know, playing classical bass, playing with the orchestra, that kind of stuff. Uh, so that was sort of my schooling. But at the same time, this guy right here, DJ Harrison, was passing me lots of good music, um, wh whether it was, like, recommendations or music that he made. So I was, I was listening to a lot of DJ Harrison, a lot of... Um, Probably a lot of D'Angelo when I was in college, you know. Lots of, like, uh, <coughs> Mad Lib and our buddy Obliv from Richmond is a producer that I, I was listening to a lot of when I was in school. But, you know, over the years, what I listened to 
runs the gamut because for a long time I was just trying to work any gig, you know. Um, so lots lots of different genres for sure that I've listened to over the time. But as far as being in school and coming up and learning, yeah, a lot of beats. Nice to hear uh, of some local influences too, which kind of takes me directly over to DJ Harrison. Oh, oh. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, just, um, I mean, growing up, my mom and dad had records in the house all the time. They always had the radio playing. So as I got older, I got interested in what the instruments were, and they kind of walked me through the process of what it was like to make a record and what a band was. And eventually I started picking up stuff by ear. And by the time I got to middle school, I kind of started putting like the technical terms with everything. I knew what chords were by listening to them, but I couldn't really figure out what the actual terminology behind it was. So between you know middle school and obviously when I got to college, I was playing a lot of gigs with uh, Andrew and Marcus uh, at Tennis Shoe. So we all kind of got the same influences, you know, from listening to beats to like playing on gigs together with other people in the city. You know, Alan Parker and you know Billy Williams and just like just the, like the local scene at hand. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, just when we all started hanging together, we all, I felt like, just kind of just shared musical interests and bringing different records to the table and kind of opening up each other's palettes. That's kind of what it was like for me. I love that. Um, and back on the guitar, Morgan Burse. Yeah. Um, let's see. I was playing guitar hero, and I really like guitar, and that's why I started <laughs> playing guitar, actually, though. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I started when I got to high school. I was thrown into some jazz programs by my by my dad because he's a huge jazz listener advocate and my mom's a opera singer uh lisa bird she's um opera singer and she's been a college professor for a long time so kind of just had a lot of music happening in the house uh but she's you know loves a bunch of r&b and like just kind of old school like donnie donnie hathaway is her favorite singer ever and i grew up listening to a bunch of mj and like my dad was super into a lot of the fusion, like Weather Report and Spiral Gyra and just a lot of that type of stuff, Yellow Jacket. So I was just kind of getting a, a lot. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I was in jazz jazz school. or I was in some jazz programs in high school. Then I went to VCU. Uh, Marcus was teaching there when I went to VCU. And I was just listening to a lot of uh, – that was like, you know, kind of snarky puppy era and stuff. I was like – it's kind of really when I got into bands and wanted to to do a lot of that. And um, but I was listening to a lot of Butcher Brown too because I wasn't in the band at that right, point. Right. Like it was early on, and um, and then it just kind of kind of panned out. But yeah, you know, just kind of open minded about everything. I mean, I started playing violin, so I, you know, I kind of have you know the the mind to hear a lot of the classical stuff too. But then, you know. Was in jazz school, studied a little classical guitar. I didn't really like it, but um, <laughs> and yeah, just open mind, just a lot of a lot of music coming from from every direction. Uh, that's just that's what it sounds like. <laughs> and we come to uh, the end of our uh, trip around the room with uh, Tenny Shoe himself, Marcus Tenny. My musical development just kind of comes from hanging around people who had tastes in different areas. Like my grandmother really liked gospel music. My mom liked R and B. Dad liked folk music. My cousins like rap music. So as a kid, I was getting all of this at the same time. And then playing trumpet puts you in wind ensembles and jazz bands, music I didn't really know about until then. And then coming to VCU, learned about what improvisation and jazz was. And then um, hanging around these dudes, <laughs> you just got to figure out how to mix all of it. 
and make something new. So that's where I'm coming from. Well, that kind of takes me to my next question, the the building of the Butcher Brown band and specifically the sound of the band. I, it seems like there wasn't like a, a plan. This is the kind of music this band is going to play. It seems more like, well, we all like playing together. Um, let's see what it sounds like. Uh, Andrew, uh, can you tell me about uh, forming the band and, and becoming a proper outfit? I should say I was not the original member. I'm not an original member technically. Chris Smith predates me as a bass player, the first bass player in Butcher Brown, but I was around for all of it, right? So I can speak to it. Um, it was it was just a lot of beat making, you know. I think I think we were all taking inspiration from DJ early on because he was making his own beats. Um, so to get up with Corey and Chris Smith and Keith Askey and DJ, it was just a way to quickly produce a whole bunch of beats at once. You know what I mean? And then it it the the musical chemistry was there. The shows started happening. The tours started happening. Um, I joined the band probably about 2013 or 14, something around that area, when we did Nicholas Payton's album Numbers. Mm. And then, uh, you know, I was just, I remember back then just thinking, this band is cool because everyone just does what they do. It's not, I've played in lots of bands where I have to, learn the Waylon Jennings songs and play these bass lines or like, you know, learn the Sister Sledge tunes and play those bass lines and bring that bass so that it sounds like that. But I was like, man, Butcher Brown, I can, I can do whatever I want. I can just really be me and it fits. And I think, you know, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we just hung out so much, listened to so much music together. Uh, we're all really good friends and can sort of like musically trust each other. The new album is out, Solar Music. DJ, I wonder if you could tell me if there was a, a, a pattern to the way you wrote music for this album, or how did it come together? How did the albums um, form, an, uh, or songs form an album? Because it really is a full listening experience. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with, um, you know, with the pandemic and everything, kind of putting things at a halt, we kind of all had time to really reevaluate our, like, song songwriting processes. And I feel like... You know, for a while we were making albums, it was like kind of we would get in the room together and just kind of just shove it out. And which is like, you know, that's a cool way to do it. But now since we're all kind of tackling on the producer role, we're all bringing in different demos and playing different instruments in the studio together, going to different studios, I should add. Also, I like just just getting outside input from, uh, you know, Adrian Olsen and Montrose recording and then Lance Cole and Minimum Ways recording. So having like, having like a full focus go from like, you know, okay, we can be in a band mindset, but then we can also break out from a production mindset and a songwriter's process. You know, just kind of like have different methods to the madness, as if you will. And I feel like this is definitely one where, especially with all the collaborations and all the different tracking methods we use, I feel like this one really kind of encompasses what the next layer of Butcher Brown looks like, which is just kind of just trying to display our roles as producers as well as band members and beat makers and whatnot. That I mentioned uh, in the introduction some of the special guests that are on the record, and I wonder how that process works. Is it a matter of, well, we've got that song that would be perfect for Keon Harold, or, hey, let's get Keon Harold in and, and let's write a song together with him. Um, Marcus, could you tell us how that process of working with the special guests happened? Were they in the studio with you, or was that a remote thing? Um, speaking specifically about the Keon situation, that was more of a remote thing because, we, you know, we both busy, busy bees. Yeah. And so... Uh, it it worked out where, uh, you know, Chris Dunn, the the producer on our albums with Concord, he suggested that we make a track with uh, Keon. Mm -hmm. 
And so it ended up becoming what it became on the record, just as different ideas and the collaborative process came together. I think that, uh, you know, it was it, it started more like a suggestion with Keon, but then it kind of moved into like a mutual, everybody just throwing ideas in a pot and then, you know, close it, come back in 20 minutes, and this is what came out. So I think that's the best way, and that's why that record sounds like that. <laughs> And the record does sound really well produced. I, I think, as DJ said, there's a lot of emphasis on the production. Um, and I was so I was interested to see what uh, what the band would do in a live setting. And I wonder if that's been a process. It was thrilling before you started playing to see you all five of you going through the how are we going to arrange this together? What are we going to do about that song? Uh, Corey, can you talk about that? Um, the two sides, I suppose, of Butcher Brown. Yeah, I think you know the one thing you got to trust each other. That's most important. So, like, you know, just, you know, watching us go through, um, you know, sound check and just kind of working out some of these songs, kind of more with more of an acoustic side. You know, we all come from that background. We're used to improvising. You know, we don't need to, like, sit there and go over it numerous times. After a certain point, it's like, all right, let's just save it. And so I think just right now, this was like a prime example of just trusting your ears, trusting everybody, and just, you know, we're all on the same page. Um, you know, we've listened to a ton of music. And that's the most important, you know, part of this for me at this point is listening. And so using those ears and, yeah, we're able to, like, adjust. Andy's playing an upright bass. <laughs> DJ's on the piano, upright. Yeah. And I'm playing more of an acoustic tuned kit. Uh, you know, it, it's important to, like, just be able to adapt for us. We were talking about it earlier this morning about, like, being able to be in multiple situations where, hey, sometimes you don't have the best equipment, but you got to still go and deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't stop it. So anyways, that's kind of the best answer I can give. Um, it's just trust. It's been really exciting since the beginnings of this band, more than a dozen years now, to see how much Butcher Brown has been setting an example for other musicians coming up and, and saying, I don't have to be just jazz. I can be soul. I can, be hip, I can just be me. And I wonder if you've seen that around, of, of uh, young musicians come up to you and express how excited they are about uh, how you've set the path for them. DJ. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, depending on what kind of shows we have, I mean, we've seen like a demographic of people between the ages of, you know, like young kids to, you know, older adults. And it's just, it's just cool to see like music bringing all those people together because in a sense, you know, you have like younger people who listen to the older vinyl records that are coming back around. And then you have, you have like older people that are like now kind of getting hip to what's going on nowadays. Like as far as, I think it's like a class of people like, you know, like Kamal Williams and like Youssef Days and a lot of people that are coming up doing the kind of same kind of fusion idea based music that we're kind of coming from, where it's like, there's no boundaries. It's either it feels good or, you know, you can find something else. It's just kind of one of those things where I feel like we just kind of spend our time making the music to to really just like reach the next person. They, like, it doesn't matter. It should like, it should trans, you know, all like, it's to transcend like all age barriers and kind of like generational barriers to the point where it's like if you like it, it's cool and it's there to bring people together. Great stuff. Thank you, DJ. Thank you, Butcher Brown, for being here. The new record is called Solar Music. Marcus Tenney on horns and vocals, Morgan Burr's guitar, DJ Harrison keys, uh, Andrew Radazzo bass, and Corey Fonville drumming. Lots more vocals from the band themselves. Thanks to our KNKX team, Studio, uh, Studio X engineer Brian Moynihan, assisted by Adam Bird today, video producer Parker Blome. Thanks to promotions director Brenda Goldstein-Young. I'm Abe Beeson. Thanks to you for listening and for your support. Let's hear it one more time for Butcher Brown. <laughs> 